This show is part of the Darkmore Podcast Network. To join our community Discord or see more content from our members, visit darkmorepodcasts.com. My name is Steven, and I play Ulrich Orman, a gnome ranger, hexblade warlock, and chief arrow of the Warden Scout in Nui Satalos. And this is Advantage. Last time in episode 2.25, the Unknown Associates came to the aid of a young, crying, bloody dwarf who had just been mugged. As the rest of the party was gathering more information, Alaris took off on his own, driven by a sort of adrenaline high. He followed the tracks, leading to a secret door in the stone wall. It swung open to reveal a small room occupied by gangsters running a protection racket on a subterranean highway. As the tunnel boys reached for their clubs, Alaris, still in this altered state of mind, unleashed a massive fireball into the tiny chamber instantly eviscerating the opponents. As the party ran over to see what happened, a crowd of onlookers gathered. Ark snuck away and Grimton confronted the crowd while Morlinde and Alaris searched the room for the ring belonging to the crying young dwarf. Upon returning the ring to its owner, the dwarf slipped it on and their body began to change. Hips widened, Adam's apple disappeared, face rounded. Lucy Moon promised explained that she had been blessed this ring of transfiguration by the god Corlon, who had taken sympathy with her after having been excommunicated by her family for being transgender. The party agreed to keep protecting Lucy for the rest of the trip, and that's where we'll pick up. You leave Stopover in the morning with a uh, new companion as well. Uh, bags are packed and ready to go. Oh, yeah. Uh, remind us who she is. Wait, the... Lucy Moon Promise. Lucy Moon Promise. Yeah. yeah, she decided to come with us. She's a trans girl whose ring you were able to get. Oh, yeah. I've barely met Lucy. Yes, but boy, you really saved her ass, huh? So in the morning, uh, she says again, looking to no one in particular. You can tell that like she doesn't make eye contact a lot. Uh, she she says, um, "Hey, uh, thanks again for last night. I I really don't know what would have happened to me without this ring." No problem. Any anytime. Anytime. Well, hopefully not every time. Oh, Lucy, before I forget, take this flagging, and I gave her my extra. Oh yeah, the flagging that you got at the oh, yeah. beginning of the tunnel. That way. More of these goons won't shake you down the remainder of the way. Ah, that'd be great. Thank you for that protection. And you, you're sure that it's okay if I walk with you the rest of the way? Sure. Yeah, come along. Yeah. After nearly seven hours of mindless walking on this, your second day in this terrible underground through tunnel, uh, the solid walls of the tunnel become like massive, rough stone columns. And the highway you're on passes through what Grimton, you know to be called the Underfields. Between these columns, you see acres and acres of subterranean farms growing all manner of crops, like grains and potatoes and vegetables. 
her dearth is proud of its isolationism uh, and was therefore forced to deal with their lack of arable land. Uh, above ground, the cloud cap peaks are far too vertical and terrain far too rough to grow crops at a large enough scale to feed a nation. Uh, once upon a time, that subsistence farming worked for most people, but as labor became more diversely skilled and technical, people could multitask managing their own lands and whatever trade they picked up. And as farming began its own trade, it found the solution to its problems underground, planted among imported tilled soil and lit by magical sunlight. Um, tell me about some of the tools and machineries that you see being used in the underfields below Hawarum. I personally would imagine um, things to actually be kind of automated. With the presence of the Warforged, like, artificers are clearly a, a facet of this. So it it strikes me as being a reasonable thing that there would be, like, artificial um, tools as well. I think it's important to distinguish that the artificial magics that go into creating the Warforged, uh, like, involve sentience and what you would, what we would call here AI. Um, right but, but i think of that as like, like there, there, there's no soul present in these machines right well i don't know i think of that as like the sort of high end just like it is for our technology like ai is incredibly complex and difficult and has lots of parts but like making a plow that plows itself across a field yeah is like relatively okay, simple. Yeah, that, can, that can be yeah perpetually motion yeah yeah, okay. yeah like that, that kind of thing but like it's you know, it's it's pseudo mechanical too, because like there's parts moving, but like it doesn't right. have to be physically pushed. So right. certain things like that, like a self driving car sort of AI, rather than more like a Roomba, like way less smart okay. than a car. Like it just does its thing and only its thing. Um, I would say that that stuff is like prevalent, but not the only thing there. You know, the the more wealthy. Uh, people who are farming can afford to do that kind of stuff and it gives them more time for their craft, their other crafts. Yeah. Uh, but then there are some that are still doing it by hand. Um, like being pulled by musk ox or yeah, whatever. Yeah, that's, that's my image of this area. There's definitely like scaffolding above our heads holding up mm. like the lights and uh, watering systems for the plants. Oh, that's cool. I like the irrigation coming from the top. Yeah. It's like a false rain sort of situation. Yeah. yeah. They try to mimic the, uh, I guess, the environment above ground as much as they could because they're simple and they're dwarfs. And they're like, how else are we going to do it? Anyway. <laughs> but it also seems like it'd be like uh, a health risk because there's a lot of like heavy stuff above us that might fall. Sure. Up in the catwalks and all that. Yeah. What sort of like plants are being grown down here? Potatoes. Yep. Potats. Hops. Yeah, definitely some potats. Hops. Yeah, because the Li beers. Lima beans. Lima beans, sure. Wow, what a diverse what does lima be Question. What does lima bean look like in a pod? Yeah. You know, who knows? Google. It's, it's a bean, right? So it's like a it's, vine, yeah, like on okay. close to the ground, uh -huh, I uh -huh, think, uh -huh. right? It looks like a soy plant. Well, that makes okay. sense. Uh, question. Are lima beans soybeans? No, because lima I mean, beans I don't, suck. No. <laughs> they do look the, like soybeans. It's two different beans. They really do look like soybeans. But it's called, Okay, question. It's not. With the 
with the prevalence of lima beans in hawa rum is edamame or something similar to yes. edamame <laughs> no, Absolutely. because lima beans suck they don't have the right consistency for that listen maybe they cook it in a different way huh Maybe maybe, maybe I, they use magic. You know? Maybe they use magic. What sort of seasoning do they have on their lima bean edamame? Lima bean edamame. Like smoked paprika, kind of salt pepper. So it's got like a almost sweet smoky taste. It would okay, yeah. It would have to be super duper robustly spiced. Yeah. To make up for the lack of taste that lima. Well, the beans taste have. isn't the problem with lima beans. The texture. Yeah, it doesn't quite have the uh, like pop that you get on a soybean when you put it in your mouth or have i been eating soybeans wrong hmm uh there seems to be a commotion somewhere up ahead and traffic starts to back up uh there's a lot of shouting and hollering and warforged are instructing commuters into like a single file line and funneling you down as a crowd of people with picket signs chant hands off our homes and we demand fair repair and we're not slaves to the empire we won't work without tire uh and a bunch of other fun chants give us a perception check oh. please all you i will do exactly that but i will be using a random number generator because i just realized what about your dark silver forge what dice? about your dark silver forged dice uh, steven they they might be in my bag actually hold on let me let me check my bag. I, I've been sitting here like happy that I had all my recording stuff set up and that it was working and then just f forgot that I also like Alas. need dice. I assume that Sarah is still working with her random number generator. Yeah, I still can't find wherever my dice are. Um, but using the random number generator, I got 16 total. Oh, solid. I got, we're doing a perception check, 17. Nice. Got a six, <clears throat> three. Okay. Okay. Um, Ulrich <laughs> and Morlinde, you both spot among the crowd a red cap sticking straight up in this group of protesting dwarves and gnomes. Uh, you recognize the wear and make eye contact with them. Who is it? Takas Ure. Hey. Tell us about Takas. Takas is a horizon walker. He's basically a, a space gnome. Um, not really, but like they they travel through various planes of existence and take care of things on the much greater, grander scale than the small nomadic clans. They're, um, they work more with like gnome kind yes. rather than like any particular band. Right. They're sort of our, our kind of almost caretakers they look after the needs of the entire race not just the needs of any one small group what is a fun special skill that takis has what makes horizon walkers stand out rather than like their obligation and duty besides their silly hat they can um, they teleport uh is it teleporting or is it more like opening a portal and going to it can you explain what the difference is potato dog? potato well yeah teleporting <laughs> you just is said the same not, words not pretty quite much. so teleporting is like a thing that your body does like it vanishes from one spot and appears in another whereas opening a portal would be like you create an opening and then step through the opening. So like which other people can hypothetically use. do. Uh, yeah. I would not limit them to either. The, the magic surrounding the interplanar travel of horizon walkers is not widely understood by anyone else. 
There we go. There's your, there's your canon. Yes. Um, or at least not widely is, understood by you. And they wear those shirts under their armor. Is it difficult for a gnome to become a Horizon Walker? Like, could Ulrich become a Horizon Walker? I think I, th- I almost did, if I recall. You almost um, did. I think they kind of choose you. I don't think you. There was a there was a point where um, Ulrich was purposefully offered. I th- I think this is in a recording. Uh, the opportunity, an invitation to apply to be a Horizon Walker by Takis. Right. Um, what was the that. what was the equivalent of the Warden Scout that was up in Kolgafir in the Molnasi? Sylvan rank. Well, every gnome clan would probably have some sort of sylvan rank and then from that sylvan rank is this super elite group that looks out for gnome kind universal which would be the horizon walkers Mm. so you would have to be selected from the sylvan rank which alric was at one point right before you know becoming a refugee and then pledging allegiance to the flag of isatalis anyway so Takis quickly mouths something that looks like hello and then points out to the underfields in a like not so subtle meet me out there uh, and then like tries to disappear into the crowd and you don't see him again. So I would well, try and follow where he went, right? Follow him. Hey guys. Hey yeah, guys, come this way. I've seen an old friend. Uh you are gonna have to give me a perception check to uh definitely try to trace where this guy's going crit fail uh 19 um Morlinde, you definitely see the like general area that he went yeah it's like a little uh, red like cap this yes doop. you like you see him peel off to the right and are able to follow him that way but i think that there's something that gets in the way and that something is a warforged who's like nope continue on continue on I, I'm gonna continue uh, on. I'm not about to mess with the Warforge. So I'm like, okay, I'm just gonna like start okay. going. Okay, yeah. And then like, yeah. So we quote unquote continue on and look for somewhere else to peel off without yes. messing with that Warforge. Yeah, using stealth. Start making hand signals at Takus. No, you don't see Takus at all. Oh. Takus is capital G. Well, not capital G. <laughs> Takus is metaphysically and ontologically disappeared. I don't know what that means. <laughs> Theology talk. Yes. Sorry. Googling ontological. Once you're past these protesters, I think the Warforge began ushering some individuals into a separate line. Um, and your eye follows that line which cues up against a familiar looking cart uh the one that you saw (laughs) last night which is now being used as a makeshift office uh you see that freshly painted on the side of this cart is an advertisement reading 25g daily uh warforged are positioned intermittently uh around a queue and shielding those in line from the shouting audience uh you still do not see takis but there's an opportunity like the the group of travelers that you're traveling on the through tunnel with uh are dispersing and you're able to get a little bit more freedom so at this point let's veer out towards where he gestured at and yes. uh, do we need to roll another check uh perception or perhaps insight maybe to try to understand what he mouthed 18 <laughs> i got a 10 that insight can only apply to uh Morlinde and Ulrich. Alaris yeah, and Grimton have to roll perception. I uh, rolled a nat one. Morlinde definitely understood it as just hello. 
But Ulrich, you start going through uh, the possibilities that Takas could have said, and mellow, hello, bellow, cash flow, jello, 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 ten jello. <laughs> so i don't understand what's going on but i perceive it very well yeah but but you're but you're looking out and understanding the uh what it is you're looking at and would the four of you together describe for me some like locations that you would see in like a agricultural area so it's like a, a a rows and rows of like lima bean fields um, so they're pretty low. So uh, the cover is up front with like buildings that house um, machinery that is used to process said lima yeah, like beans. The like, like the barn. Like the barn the that barn. has the animals. The library then? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I, giant, as someone from there, Arkansas, I know literally nothing about Are there any like it. silos or anything? Yes. Silo. Oh, maybe he was telling us to go to the silo. That oh, do they do they move the plants from underground above the tunnel? Like, yeah. is there like some sort of uh, contraption that, that does that? I well, not not necessarily a tunnel, but like a tube. Yeah. Like a tube system. Okay, so here's my here's my idea. It, like, it's like the tubes at banks. Um, but like it's because <laughs> yeah, not only not only is but there like beans. Well, yeah, like not only is there large scale processing down here. Um, for storage and silos and stuff, but there's also small scale like packaging for our sort of edamame snack we were talking about earlier, where they package sure. it right there and then just send it up these tubes directly to the restaurant. Yeah, yes. to, to, <laughs> they just like hyper fresh. Yeah, it's like super. Talk about there was straight farm to nug. Yeah. <laughs> farm to there table is, in the most literal yeah, sense. So almost literally farm to table. <laughs> Why bother packaging it? Or is it packaging in it in the little canisters that make it then vertically? Yeah, shippable? yeah. That's the, the the packaging is just like, like more or less just a bag strong enough to survive the tube travel. <laughs> as as y'all are looking out and uh, gazing among the crops, Lucy, your pal, is kind of looking at you with a puzzled face and then suddenly feeling out of place and intrusive. Uh, hey, thanks for w- walking with me. Um, I'm gonna go find the cloister of honor and hopefully i can find some peace in my life um what's the cloister of honor you really helped me (laughs) no kidding you saved my life there Uh, and i don't know what i would have done without this ring but i'm gonna jet so keep me in your thoughts okay 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 we all know that we're about some some business right now so that's probably okay that is not a thing Ulrich said out loud. I mean, that is a thing that they are thinking. <laughs> yeah, I, right. I don't know if I know that we're about some business right now. Um, Ulrich <laughs> definitely knows we're about some business. We're about to have yeah. to fight some Warforged. I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. Grimton and Alaris are both uh, blissfully unaware of um, the current mission at hand and that you're actually looking for a person. The verbatim that you said, Stephen uh, or Ulrich, was... Hey, there's an old friend. You're right, I did. Uh, so, I at this point, we've been through a lot, and I feel like if the party doesn't, if we don't all trust each other well enough to just like kind of blindly follow what we're doing, then like, oh, are we sure. really even? No, friends? I'm not saying that I don't. Yeah. I'm just saying I don't know what's going on. Correct. That is, I'm not that saying is I'm not following along. Yeah. So one of those places that you mentioned was a silo. Uh huh. That goes all the way from the floor of 
the underfields up to the ceiling and presumably beyond that, you peek a little chestnut-skinned gnome with a tall red cat. So we walk up to him. I never thought you'd get here. Good to see you. Were you waiting on us? Yeah, Alaris sent us a heads up that you all were coming. So I'd like to give Alaris like a little look like, why'd you, what? What did you do in here? It was, it was a busy day. Okay, it's fine. All right, team. Um, yeah. Long story short. About a year ago, Havarum accidentally released some gases into the Yatin Amrod's village while it was expanding its infrastructure. It killed a lot of people. Hubbledore oh, kindly offered some public housing under the condition that they, quote, pay for it with their skilled labor. Oh, God. Which is how the Yatin Amrod ended up building some particularly technical and delicate parts of the Warforged. Uh, any questions so far? What what parts? Like hands and stuff, eyes. Um, okay. The, mm, so they destroyed gotcha. their houses and then enslaved them. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah. Okay. Accidentally. Wow. That doesn't sound good. That sounds pretty on purpose to me. Hey friends, it's Joe. So glad you're here with us for episode 2.26. Listen to how the Unknown Associates respond to the news of this strike. Our heroes are driven by a strong sense of justice for the 18 Amrod gnomes, but at the same time have to keep their own mission in mind. This is a puzzle that has lives and well-being at stake. How easily does the party confront their challenges? How swiftly are plans laid? They know that time is running out and that decisions must be made. We're going to continue that conversation in the Dartmoor Podcast Network's Discord channel. There's a link to that down in the doobly-doo. Uh, lots of good shows with us there. One of those is fun, but why? Uh, they just dropped their trailer for their second season today, which you'll find in your podcast feeds. They'll be back starting next week, so go subscribe. Thank you to each and every one of our patrons, especially our newest supporter, Dan Bauer. You're incredible, and you help make this show a possibility, Dan. We're itty bitty, and so each and every single dollar that y'all donate is a substantial percentage of uh, our budget. So if you can afford to give, we would love your financial aid. There's a link down in the show notes. If you can't give in that way, we encourage you to find a podcasting app that allows you to leave reviews. Five-star ratings make this show more findable and grow this audience. Our depth of storytelling here, we find very rewarding, and we want to share that richness with more people. All right, let's get back to the show. Thank you. Games are fun to play. Whether it's chess, Mario Kart, or Dungeons and Dragons, we've all sat down to play a game with our friends before. But what is it that keeps us coming back to our favorites? How do developers craft the experiences that keep us this engaged? I'm Sully, host of the podcast, Fun But Why. Join us as we talk to game industry professionals and break down the levels, mechanics, and design of their favorite gaming experiences. Fun But Why releases new episodes every Tuesday, wherever you get your podcasts. Uh, so here, walk with me. All right. So uh. here's the situation. Right now, Baron Lodir has the Warforged laying siege to the gnomes who are currently stuck inside their factory. And it's been like this for like a week, uh, but they don't know that I've been, they being the Warforged and Lodir, don't know that I've been able to teleport in and out and get some food uh, to help the Yatin Amrod. Here, stop right here. And uh, Takas quickly snaps his fingers and there's a flash of bright purple light. And now suddenly you're in a factory of some sort. Uh. 
Just that easy. All it takes is thinking with portals. <laughs> and you look across this uh, machinist's shop and cannot possibly comprehend what is going on. There are all sorts of buckets of screws and pipings and hoses and conveyor belts running this way and that. What other incomprehensible systems and uh, mechanics do you see out there? Um, Where are we? Wait, so you're in the factory. So, oh, he teleported stuff. us all in there. The factory yes, where they I make did. the Warforged? Well, well, they make parts of the Warforged. They're all assembled at uh, yeah, Moldo Keep. So, Moldo Keep. I, yes, there's you. definitely some like really simple machines that like like levers and screws and uh-huh. wheels. Like a piece of metal will come down a conveyor belt, and it just goes and stamps it into the right shape, like that kind of like general machinery yeah, like a there's a there's a die but that... i'd like to imagine there's this one like caged off area that has some very like low-key i guess it wouldn't be cyberpunk because of the era that we're in but like think about think about like cyberpunk art and how they're they're like is often like extra tubes and wires and stuff going into a place that have no specifically discernible purpose. But uh, there's a machine in there that appears to be imbuing, uh, or the machine that would imbue like power to the, um, when they have like crystals inside of them or gemstones. That all happens at Maldoki. Oh, okay, that happens at Maldoki. So never mind. Yeah, that's, that's, the, that's the Soul Forgers. This is like, right. this is like a steering wheel yeah. company. As gotcha. we're, we're building gotcha. the chassis of the car. Right. Other people are building the engines. I see a couple right. gnomes in the corner putting their hands in hands to control hands that make hands. So Ah, the hand hand yes. hand. Ah hand. Uh, yes. They're <laughs> putting, but of course they're putting their hands in like these sort of metal gloves that are in turn yes. like yes. gripping yes. clamps and that are holding little needles that allow them to like use their hands to work on like really fine, like precise small movements that they wouldn't be able to sustain for very long with their actual grip. Wait, so the things now, holding uh, the little needles are those tiny little hands? They're putting their hands in hands to control hands to make hands. I would like to imagine that they're also working, like, directly next to people who are just beating the crap out of stuff with hammers. Like, the total opposite <laughs> end of, of the work spectrum. Yeah, the, 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 the precision and the yes. unprecise. I'm so sorry. I've got to take, like, three minutes to move because Richard's about to start band practice, so I need to go outside. <laughs> uh, so, uh, like, give me, like... Outside, outside? Like, outside. I mean, my neighborhood's quiet. It's fine. Okay. Um, we can, we'll just sit here and describe stuff while you're Yeah, reading. describe stuff for a minute. I'm going to mute myself, yeah. but sorry, no, Joe, because I can't mute my recording. Okay, now, cool. I will Music. say that you've mentioned a lot of people doing things, and while you see these setups and pr- can presumably imagine workers at those stations performing they're not these actually tasks, working. Yeah. they're not actually working because, of course, there's a strike right. on. This is like the first time Alaris has really seen... Anywhere that they make these Warforged? Yeah. Just thinking about the technology that's going into this, how much it could, like, potentially help the rest of the world is crazy. You know, oh, like, yeah. like, the dwarves are just keeping yeah. all this technology to themselves. Yeah. They're very high-tech. <laughs> Extremely high-tech. Yeah. Imagine the altruism and good that could be generated yeah. from all this technology. I think that that's... That's Solaris's new goal if we accomplish our goal is to get this technology spread amongst the cusp. Takis snaps impatiently and says, Don't hey, don't dock for too long. Follow me. 
and he begins leading you through all these systems to the other side of the floor. We're gonna see how far my Wi-Fi signal goes. Oh boy. Keep recording if there's an issue. All right, so Baron Lodier has hired out some skilled labor from Delft Deep, some pneumatic engineers. They got here early this morning and set up that little registration booth outside. Strike breakers are sellout pieces of shit. Indeed. They're only going to get a couple hours of training and cannot possibly provide the same services that the Yatine Amrod can, but I digress. Also, you know what? The principle of the thing. Come on. The Yatine Am- These gnomes are trying to get their village back they're trying to like get some real compensation for the labor that they're providing and uh, there's serious exploitation going on here uh, anyway baron lodier also is interested in some already made unshipped hands and those are in here with these two fools uh Takis opens a double door to a large empty room Across from you is a wide garage door, and between you and it, a half dozen crates with two familiar women sitting on top of them. Yay! Uh, Nextbeat jumps down and runs over to you and says, Yay! You're finally here! And she throws her little arms around all of you one by one. Oh, this is exciting. Yay! Hi, Nextbeat! Her wife, Marge, places her thunder cannon down on one of the crates before strolling up. She says, glad you're here. Hopefully you're just what we need. I've got this place absolutely rigged and I've been trying to convince Takis to blow the whole factory. Scorched earth, her dearth gets nothing. Sounds great, right? I need your vote. Whoa, whoa, whoa there. <laughs> Hi Marge, how are you? Good to see you. Was something there funny? Yeah. Scorched earth policy is humorous to you? Do you realize that there are lives at stake? I do. I understand that there's lots of lives at stake. Where's the humor in that, bud? Uh, more in the fact that we just randomly walked in here and now we're talking about blowing something up. When <laughs> five... <laughs> yeah, that's pretty funny. Okay, continue. Sorry. <laughs> so, what, where are y'all? Y'all are, wait, to, to understand, y'all are here to, at minimum, steal some parts or, at maximum, blow this place up. And you've already got a rig to blow? Uh, you see Takas shaking his head exhaustedly. This factory is our primary bargaining power. Without the good graces of her dearth, the Yatine Amrod currently have no place to live and no way to survive. We gotta get this factory and the apartments to, you know, continue being here because right now we need it as much as they do. Yeah, mm. It's true that the factory needs to run because these people need, like, eventually to have their actual jobs back and make money, yes? Yeah. But right now they're working for free. No, right now they're not working. They're striking. They're striking because they were working for free. Uh, We are striking because, one, we were working for free, and for two, because her dearth released poisonous gases and you are home and forced us here to work for free. Right. And we would, in our our ideal world, uh, the organizers would petition her dearth for a total cleansing of uh, our original village and a relocation and also compensation for our labor for the labor that's a, i like that how do we do that have you guys actually like have they made contact with anyone in charge yet or are they just striking it's a stalemate they're they're laying siege to us we've yet to send anybody out um hey grimton yeah. You remember the original priority that you came to Haberam for? Yeah. Which is? To find the princess. 
Well, I mean, okay, the other. <laughs> oh. <laughs> to get the, the more immediate ship. goal, yes. Oh, to stop manufacturing. No. No, oh, wait. That's what they're doing <laughs> so in Waldo goals. Keep. He's personally um, here. We're trying to get the flying ship to go to uh, the Azure Keep to save Try. Yes. Oh, oh yes. Right. yeah. Right, right. The thing that has happened in like a week. So, Grimton, you remember this in the middle of this conversation about striking. That, oh, hey, there's a different priority. Hey, Nexby. Yo. Is your ship flying yet? Uh, Nexby points at one of a half dozen of those large crates, which is currently sitting on a wheeled truck. Uh, I think it's in this one right here. It's currently buried under some hands in order to disguise it. Uh, you know, wanted to make it as nonchalant as possible if it were checked. Uh, I think you're all surprised by how small this crate is. Did you shrink the barge? Uh-huh. This one fits inside a wooden box that's merely, like, 20 feet long and 4 foot wide. So it's like a skiff. Well, see, I didn't have enough dragon material to create a larger boat. That was just a young dragon. And so I did what I could to be able to fit five people oh, on it. So we got, like, a sky skiff. But it flies. Well, what in is theory. Okay. Have you tried it? Where would I try it, Alaris? I, uh, that's, well, that's well, reasonable. we're underground, I guess. We have a great uh, place to try it, actually. A really specific need. Um, <laughs> I mean, you know, Alaris has told me about the yeah. need. you got to get everybody uh, over to the Azure Keep, and that's really great, and I'm happy to help you out. But, number one, got to get the flying ship out of the factory, mm -hmm, where mm -hmm. it is here, currently, right now, in this year box, pointing at the box. I feel like Takas could just snap the thing out of here, could he not? Yeah, I, and... I just, I wasted my large teleportation stuff to get y'all into the factory awesome. without, like, okay. having to become, having to sign yourselves up as a scab anyway, so... Mm. See, it's my like other a, thought was... Like a daily power, I got it. Yeah. It's, yeah, it's... it's it, it used a lot of energy. Okay. So tomorrow we could probably go. So yeah. here's what we need to do <laughs> After then. After a long rest. Figure out what we're doing here. Well, okay, okay. hold on. Wait, 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 wait. Shut up, Alaris. Alric, oh. okay, wait, no, that definitely <laughs> happened in character, and Alric laughs at Alaris for a moment. <laughs> Just like, ha, 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 She told you to shut up. You think that after three years I would be able to get that <laughs> together? No, okay, so... Another thing about that whole teleportation stuff that I just did to get you all in here, that was done with uh, an invisible teleportation circle. Oh. And the circle that I teleported you to is in the factory, and the, the circle that I teleported you from is also underground, which isn't great for a flying ship either. Hmm. So it is like portals. Yeah. <laughs> now there is the more obvious way, which is just right out that garage door. He says, pointing at the wall. But on the other side of that garage door, even though it opens out into the open air, uh, it's currently being guarded by a very heavy siege of Warforged ready to strike at anything mm. that comes through. So they're keeping so us in. So it sounds in. like we need a diversion. How long do we have before anyone comes in here? Do, I mean, they were getting think? ready to do the strike breaking okay. pretty soon. Fair enough. Like today. Sure, sure, sure. So it sounds like we need to mess them up today and then get out of here tomorrow, yes? How does that work timing-wise, Alaris, with Try? Will we make it? Uh, it depends on how fast it can fly. It's hard to hard to say. It is very hard to say, says Nexby. I don't know. How fast can this bucket of bolts fly? Have, having nice. never flown it? I don't know. Also, it's definitely not made with bolts. We welded it together with aluminum and like aluminum, leather, aluminium. Yes, leather. I've heard of it. Mm. Leothar? Yes. Oh, spicy. 
it, it is it is black leather from our personal collection, says Marge the Deathbringer. When you say personal, extra spicy. Nobody asks further questions about further collection. We just let that one sit there. First, I want to roll a perception check. Okay. 15. Um, specifically looking for places that seem important. Where, like, a boss would be, you know, or, or <laughs> stuff like that. Oh, you mean like a... Like a manager's area. office or, like... Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like an empty we'll room you see that. with the safe um, point. Then I want to go to those places of note and use the Wand of Secrets to see if there's any, like, secret doors or secret ways out of okay. here. Okay. Yeah. Let's say that you go up to one of these little crow's nest areas and, like, talk us points you up some stairs and it eventually gets to like this main central office that looks out over both the warehouse and over like the uh factory floor you pull out the wand of secrets and uh i think as we've described it before like you kind of flourish it in your hand and then hold your palm out and it kind of like spins like a compass needle Mm -hmm. on your palm and you know what it does it does point you to a a wall that apparently looks pretty nonchalant Mm. guys come check this out yeah you push into it and it opens pretty easily and it's a stairway up that is maybe three feet wide i think i might have found a way out of here so we go and follow and do that but we we want to make sure we get all the stuff that we need to get yeah hauling the skiff Mm, that's not gonna fit down there that's this is a three foot Uh, wide yeah staircase you're right you're right i just got this the skiff is tiny i got this image of the scene from friends with the couch pivot pivot yes This exit is not a like a utility pass. This is a personnel pass. Mm-hmm. Okay. Okay. Up to the top. So you could get out and you could get like tiny handheld stuff out, but you could not get the skip well, out of here. Almost solved the problem. Okay, so what are we doing? Taking anything? Cuz like why did we get in here if we're just going to leave? Are we just trying to leave right now? I thought you were just kind of like investigating some Yeah. potential options. Right. No, that's what I was trying to do. Okay, was yeah. just see Right now, let's just take stock of everything that's going on so I can make sure we have everything straight. There right. are yeah. people striking outside this factory. Correct. And there are people that are trying to stop the strikers outside this factory. Yes. And the people that are coming to replace... P.S. Replay- I'm going to say that this is ha- this is a conversation like happening at a landing in this stairwell. Just, sorry, continue. Okay, and then sure. Takas and the Horizon Walkers have a vested interest in this location specifically with some of the materials and Marge wants to blow the whole darn thing up, but we're not doing that yet. At least. Yes. Um, unless we can find a way to get rid of the poison gas and give them back their homes and make them get paid for, uh, for like, I feel like we should go to negotiate with the strike. It does sound like a scenario for, uh, negotiations, especially, I mean, if they're striking, that means that they have a leader or somebody who is at the, who is the person who's like the mouthpiece of their, uh, movement. Takis is like raising his hand. So that's the strike is kind of my organization. Um, also the counter person, the counter striker would probably be Baron Lodier, who's the one that organized the uh, the Warforged siege and mobilized that. She's also the one that has a particular interest in getting those already made hands out. 
of the factory. So wait, so you're you're trying to get the hands out so you can let No, I don't get I don't care about the hands. I just I, I like having the hands available as a bargaining chip. As a bargaining chip. chip, right, for leverage. You want them so you can be like, hey, I'll give you these if you'll do what we ask. Uh-huh. Well, I mean that's all right. Some, yeah. I'm fine. I'm I'm dumb, and I'm just now putting all of the facts together into something coherent. You are pretty dumb, um, Auric, but I love you anyway. You're doing good work. All right, so... Now, hold on. Holding. Holding. <laughs> That's not to say that, like, we can't also do something fun, like uh, like Marge is saying, and while we can't blow the whole factory... Tacos is, like, shaking his head apologetically and, like, rolling his eyes. (laughs) Don't get me wrong. I see the injustice and want to make sure that the scabs get some sort of punishment. We've got to protect ourselves, too. How about we uh, make some of the machines malfunction? Well... It it doesn't necessarily hurt the strikers. The strikers are going to get blamed. Let me finish. Okay. Because... Um, the scabs are coming in and the obvious problems, the pro- one of the other problems is they're unskilled, right? And they're, yes. yes. So if we make the machines not work properly, then they have, they have more incentive to get the people that know how to fix them back in there. Aha. Uh-huh. So, th- okay. We could do some like subtle subterfuge and. Yes. Not, I'm not talking okay. about okay. breaking the machines right. permanently. Right, I'm right. talking about. Okay. I, I like the idea that if something forces the Yatin Amrod to be the salvation here. Yeah, exactly. We want to make them look out to be the saviors so that way they're more incentivized to go our way. Okay, what what if... And, and hear, hear me out. What if we curse the machines to be only used by people of the Yatin Amrod descent? Ooh. Uh, and, and we seize the means of production by like ensuring that our labor cannot be replaced... Uh, and we maybe scab the scabs. What if we curse? What if we curse the machines to give the scabs scabs? Neat. And so it's something like really annoying and dumb. I mean, can, uh, do we have can anybody that? Actually, do that? Do we yeah. have that magic? <laughs> sure, we can. We can work something out. Because I mean, that sounds great. I like this plan a lot better. Do you happen to have a very niche <laughs> scab scabs? I, Sounds like a dream. Maybe thing. with a. I have a cantrip where you can like create useless things. Prestidigitation, probably. <laughs> it's something like prestidigitation. Those things are usually temporary. Yeah, like an hour. I think we're looking for something more permanent. permanent. Maybe just yeah. with a very strong arcana roll, mm-hmm. um, we can just use the magic of the of the world, like just magic it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Manipulate the weave and do whatever. That's that's how magic works anyway. Yeah. Named spells are just already known and systematized and easy to access stuff that's not to say that that's the yeah. limit of your power yeah. all right and i don't well, know why i'm talking about you're obviously yeah we know a, what that... uh, arcanist of some point i rolled so. a 22 to magic it Joe. Uh, yeah i rolled an 18 so elias you're thinking about like the ways that you might be able to control these arcane f- forces that are uh inherent and in everything yeah it's definitely something that you could pull off cool so do that then <laughs> so i do that so so you're like okay watch this and you go up to one of the machines and i bibbity bobbity boo it okay yeah you get out your wand and you go bibbity bobbity boo and it turns into a pumpkin it is heckin bibbity bobbity bamboozled when the clock strikes midnight then the spell will have fully worked <laughs> okay so it needs some like 
sort of ritual time to it? Is that what it means? Is this a ritual spell or is this? No, that's just when it turns back from a pumpkin. Oh yeah, the strike breakers are going to be so confused when there's a pumpkin here. That's true. That's true. Sue us, Disney. Yeah, no, they did will. He, don't did do he that. Bibbity bobbity boo it. Because I don't know. Alaris wanted to make a Cinderella reference. That was obviously just vamping and not what actually that happened. Was a, uh, abracadabra <laughs> Good. words. Because I was pretty sure that Joe words. was definitely about to force you to stick to that as canon. Uh, no, no. Joe was being it. Joey was being very sarcastic. I, I was I was continuing the goof. So you, it's it's done. Hey, one of you, you teen Amrods or non Eutine Amrod people, you four, uh, like touch, touch one of the factory. I don't want Grimton. It's all you, man. I don't want scabs. <laughs> Grimton. All right. So I try to pull a lever. The lever pulls, and your hand is instantly crusty. Ew! I <laughs> oh, love no. it. Crusty and oozy. Ah, so, Lars. I love it. How long are these going to stick around? Uh, I'm going to roll a D8. Perfect. Um, two hours. Two hours? Hours? Hold on. No. Two two days. Two weeks? Two weeks. Uh. <laughs> years. Two years. Two millennia. This is my shield hand. Marge says, you know what? I would rather this stick around as long as possible because scabs are the scum of the earth and should be punished. And if we can't directly kill them like I would like to, I'd at least like to give them some scabs that will eventually scar over and, you know, make their life a living hell. Let's All say right. two days, well, but, like, you know, it's every time you touch it, so... Yeah, so they... And every time we touch, I get the Or we could say that I put it in two hours at first... Yes, he touched it. They said they wanted it more, so I upped the juice a little it's a test bit. run. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You, you, you add a little more oomph. A little, little zest. A little so more bit. You change the batteries. Okay, perfect. So we got that going. Now, how do we get the skiff out? Are we calling it a skiff now instead of a barge? I called it a skiff because decided? barges strike me as being larger. Large barge? Small skiff? Well, I mean, the barge also still exists, I would assume. You'd have to talk to Neavan about that. I gave it to her. Next yeah. be, uh, next be, did you name the skiff? No, that's for, I wanted to save that for you. But I do have a bottle of champagne for us to smash it on the hole with ah. when we do eventually christen it. Let's see if we got any way to sneakily get this thing. Let's look at this. this Does spells. it have like a cloaking device? Go through the things that you know about the factory and the situation and see if you can't come up with something with that. I mean, there's one big garage door we can go out of, but it's covered in Warforged. <laughs> it's just painted on Warforged. <laughs> and now think about the Warforged and uh, who sent them? Um, Baron Lodir. And what is something that Lodir wants? Hands. The hands. These hands. <laughs> These hands. Lodir probably doesn't want Alaris's hands. I think Alaris has very nice hands. Now, I definitely don't want Grimton's hands because they're covered in scabs. Just the one. How do we bribe her with the hands? And I don't know if I we <laughs> should. I don't know if we should bribe her. I don't know if we should have the conversation just about like and, and getting us out of here because we should also use that as leverage to you know give the strikers what they need you hear a bunch of booing coming in from the the factory floor Ooh, it's happening yeah we gotta do i was thinking as this is gonna happen soon some warforged are escorting in a bunch of these strike breakers
What happened last time? We murdered. By we, I mean Alaris. <laughs> Alaris murdered uh, a group of thugs. He, I would, I would go farther. Like he like destroyed a group of thugs. They were evil. Yeah. No, eviscerated <laughs> is when you like cut someone's guts out. Yeah. He straight nuked them. Like just yeah. obliterated the whole room. They don't exist anymore. Yeah, is like what happens. they were erased deleted. them from history. Yes. <laughs> yes. Nobody remembers those groups. They were unborn. Yeah. Come along. Hey, come along then. Walk this way. <laughs> and talk this way. <laughs> yes. We're doing the rest of this in a bad Cockney accent. There's a weird enchantment through the over the through tunnel. When you enter, yeah, what's going on here? Speaking in Cockney accent. Oi, what's all this then? Can you hear me? Joe. Joe, Joe is frozen. Ah oh, man, he's probably Joe. been talking to us for like. Yeah, he's probably been talking a lot. Oh, I thought he was characteristically time. or uncharacteristically quiet. That's true. He was just kind of letting us go for a while. Joe got Listeners, they could not hear me. That's the thing. I'm currently reconnecting again. Boy, that was interesting. We'll see. What happens on their end? Yeah, Joe is lost to the VoIP. I don't oh even God. see. I think this is Joe, Joe's first time in the VoIP. Still connecting. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. This is his, his <laughs> first VoIPing. Oh, yeah. You never forget your first VoIPing. All right, I texted him. We'll see what happens. Well, he's officially left the call now. Pro tip about podcasting. It's a pain in the butt. Would not recommend. <laughs> Sarah texted and said, Joe, you got VoIPed. V-O-I-P-E-D. Remember the VoIP? Something's going on. Oh no! The whole call ended. I don't know why it's not connecting. I can't wait for everyone to hear this confusion. There it is. Hey, how was the VoIP? Terrifying.